0: Good morning. If you're watching us on Facebook or on YouTube, that means you're still alive and we're grateful for that. We're also grateful that you chose to worship with us on this morning. I want to tell you that I love butterflies. I love everything about them. I am drawn to everything about them. The way that they whisk through the air, their fabulous colors, how they land ever so gently on flowers and plants in the park. For me, they are a reminder of the beauty and the complexity of God's creation, even in the smallest of God's creatures. I've never walked through the park and said, oh, look at that caterpillar. Look at how he's munching on those leaves. Look at how he's crawling across the ground. I've never done that. As with most of us, we are drawn to the completed state of the butterfly when its growth is complete, when it's lovely and majestic. But before it gets such majesty, it has gone through a few stages of transformation which are not so glorious, not so majestic. Transformation. Transformation, this ongoing process to bring out the best in us is the topic of Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2 today. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I assert that today that Paul is giving us his blueprint for transformation, a blueprint for transformation. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2, these two verses have a lot in them. But today I really want to focus on verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. We can see two separate verbs in this one verse two separate clauses that are set at odds with each other. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Conform and transformed are presented as two separate ends of the spectrum. If I conform to the world, then I will not be transformed by the renewing of my mind. And if I allow transformation, through mind renewal, then I will not be conformed to the world. Very quickly, Paul lets us know through his logic which one is the better option. How does he do this? He immediately starts talking about the benefits of being transformed by the renewal of your mind. And what are the results of a renewed mind? Paul says that you may discern what is the will of God and what is good, acceptable, and perfect According to Paul, discerning the will of God comes in the process of transformation. When we talk about transformation, just like that butterfly goes through a transformation, a process, we all go through a transforming process that brings us into the state of holiness that God sees us as. We all go through the process of transformation. It is not a one-day event, but it is a lifelong yielding to the Spirit of God to bring about within us the way that God sees us and so what I want to say today is work smarter not harder work smarter not harder when you have polar opposites two actions that negate each other you can work smarter by focusing your energy on the end of the spectrum that you actually want to accomplish On one end we had conforming to the world, on the other we had being transformed. So in this case, it is wise for us as believers to focus our energy on the positive, which is being transformed by the renewal of our minds. So what do I mean by focus our energy? I mean your intentions, your will, and your actions, and your efforts should be focused on the transformation by the renewing of your mind. We shouldn't focus as heavily on conforming to the world, because if I put my energy on transformation, this part is negated automatically. I don't even have to look over there. So often in life, we know what we don't want. We pray prayers around what we don't want. In essence, we put our highest form of energy on what we don't want. But what, will you, what do you think will manifest in your life if you put your highest form of energy on what you don't want? You will manifest what you don't want. But today I want to encourage you to take a pivot in a different perspective in your thinking and in your prayers and with your alignment and focus your prayers, your wills, your emotions and your thoughts in the direction of where you actually want to go. When it comes to this transformation that Paul is talking about, this this transformation that Paul is spending a lot of time explaining to us, in this you are not alone. You have a silent partner. You have the power of the Holy Spirit at work in you. Transformation is a part of the sanctification process. The Bible tells me that the Holy Spirit helps carry out sanctification in our lives throughout our time span with God. And it is at, God is at work in you through the Holy Spirit, through the person of the Holy Spirit. So although you're not alone, you must yield. You must yield to the Spirit. And how do you yield? By the renewing of your mind. And so I want to talk about something just a little bit before we get into the renewal of your mind that verse two talks about. I want to talk about this unseen realm that we have. As I put verse one and two up on the screen, I want you to notice something. In verse one, Paul is talking, using language to describe physical things, our bodies, living sacrifice. But when we get to verse 2, Paul switches immediately to things that are not seen, that unseen realm. We hear him say words like transformation, renewing of our minds, discernment, the will of God. All of these things in verse 2 are things that we cannot see with our physical eyes. But what I need you to notice is that you cannot get to verse 1, the presenting our bodies as living sacrifice, without verse 2. Verse 1 and 2 are correlated. You cannot present your body as a living sacrifice without first being transformed and understanding what is good and acceptable to God. And so if I can't get to verse 1 without verse 2, it tells me that transformation is an inside job that works itself out. There is somebody that's out there today and you're operating solely on your willpower to change your behavior and your attitude. You're trying to lead a life of perfection, but you're like a car that's stuck in the mud because every time you do something wrong, you carry a weight of guilt for days. You allow it to overtake you. And I can sense your heart is in the right place because you want to produce right action. But right action without a right heart not the goal. God is looking for a right heart and once your heart is right it will help produce the right action. I want to remind you today that you were not made to do this alone. You were never asked to do this alone and you cannot be transformed in one day. It is a life-form process to be transformed into the image that God sees us as. It requires you to, to yield to God in the person of the Holy Spirit in your life. The work starts inward. It starts within. Willpower alone will not carry you through the process of sanctification. And so whoever you are, I pray that you receive it. I pray that you yield to the Holy Spirit your silent partner, and you allow God to empower you and not operate on your own power alone. There is a power willing and waiting to assist you on this journey. And so back to the renewing of our minds. The renewing of your mind requires that you begin to adopt the ways of God as revealed by Jesus Christ. And the first step and the major point in renewing your mind is that you have to begin to digest the things and the word of God. There's a reason why the sermon is the central uh, part of our worship service. And it requires that the person who is delivering the word of God to study and to be in tune with God. You can also digest the word of God through Bible study and or Sunday school at time, at home, in your quiet time, doing your devotionals. It is impossible for anyone to openly and consistently sit under the preaching and teaching of the gospel and not begin to see a change in their lives. It is impossible if you're entering these spaces openly and ready to receive for God not to do a work in you. Now, for those of us who run to church once a month, turn on the live stream once a month, uh, don't read your Bible at home, I can't do anything about that. That's on you. But what I can tell you when you yield to the spirit of God, when you yield to sound teaching and stop flipping different channels because your ears are itching, wanting to hear what you want to hear in this season, God can do a work in you. Even as a pastor, when there's a new convert, my main focus is their consistent exposure to the word of God. New converts need to be discipled. If it's a child, I help position their parents to disciple them. If it's an adult, I will pair them with an adult who is more mature and has reached further levels on their spiritual journey. But those of us who disciple others must realize that we didn't get where we are today in one day. We didn't even get there in one year. So this process of transformation also requires us to think of others and to be gracious with others in the way that God has been gracious to us on our journey. We have not always gotten it right, but we've yielded to the Holy Spirit and we are being transformed into something better, just like that butterfly. My renewal requires that you are teachable. And if you openly listen and learn and really focus your energy towards exposure to the word of God and the things of God, your attitudes, your actions, and your behavior will naturally begin to abandon the worldly mentality mentality, and pivot to the things of God. It's a very subtle reprogramming of your mind that happens. And you need to be very clear why you're tuning into these live streams, not just doing it because it's a fun thing to do. You need to be very clear why you show up at church when we are having service in the parking lot. If you're just going through the motions, again, that's your choice. But I personally enter worship expecting to hear from God and to also learn of God. And that's why it matters the lyrics of the songs that the music ministry sings. It matters the word of God that goes forth. It matters the type of prayers that are being prayed. Preparation by those who lead the congregation in worship should not be taken lightly, should not be rushed, rushed through. Worship matters, Sunday matters. And if you want to see transformation, you must yield to God. You must also be all in with God because God has been all in. With us, when he sent his son Jesus, wrapped in human flesh, who came to show us the way, who came and died for our sins, God was all in with us, and so today you have it, according to Apostle Paul, a solid blueprint for transformation. Amen.